Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Everyday Alchemy. So this past two weeks, we have had some interesting developments with the economy. And as I mentioned in my first episode of this season, this year and heading into the next upcoming few years, we're going to see some pretty major developments in the energies of money and economics. As the veil that was once keeping us unconscious or unaware from the true state of our monetary system and the economy is now lifting. And what is happening with our monetary system and the economy will continue to evolve and change over the next few years. And this change in the economic and monetary system will trigger many. And no doubt many of you have already experienced this triggering energy lately with the high inflation we have, food costs, fuel costs, housing costs have all been going up. And not to mention the fact that many people have lost uh, income or revenue or have had disruptions in their work life over the last two years. Now, it's important for you to know that we will all be challenged to look at our wealth and worth in the next upcoming years. So with this Taurus energy in the North Node, our future, we better get started working on the underlying energies of wealth and worth. So as promised this year, I will be creating more episodes around money, wealth, power and worth and how it is directly linked to the internal energies of authenticity, of self-worth and self-power. So this episode, we will explore this concept and keep in mind, there is a lot to share. So I will be periodically releasing more episodes with various information and tools to adopt that will help you to create a paradigm shift, a mindset shift around money, around wealth and worth, as it's all connected to your own sense of self-worth, self-wealth and self-power. Now, I'm going to be really straight up and honest with you guys. I have had a lot of hesitancy in sharing the truths behind our current monetary system, as I've not wanted to spark fear or create panic. I mean, not that that's my jam at all, but I don't want to create or exacerbate any more levels of fear in people or for you listeners. So I've kind of been going back and forth as to how I am to share the information when I should share it, how I should share it. But honestly, I've had lots of confirmation, lots of signs and synchronicities from the universe that now is the time. Keep in mind, the information that I'm going to be sharing with you is a good thing. This is an incredibly empowering time. And we can choose to align with the opportunities that are also equally present. So next week, I have a very important episode with some very important information about what is happening with our monetary system and the economy. So you're going to want to tune in for that episode. But in today's episode, I'm going to start with some fundamental awarenesses about money, wealth and worth. 
So let's get started with a short exercise that will show you what blocks you may have around money, worth, wealth, and abundance. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, and I want you to observe your answers and feelings from a neutral place, meaning that, you know, just notice if you are fearful of your answers, if you feel a resistance to whatever's coming up for you, or a resistance or hesitance in thinking about your answers, or if you're not being honest with yourself. Being in neutral observation is allowing whatever to just come up and be there without judging it, without rejecting it, without resisting it, right? Because that's what unconditional love is. It's allowing something to be as it is without rejecting it or needing to force changing it or be something than anything else other than what it is. And so, yeah, just seeing what feelings or thoughts initially come up for you, the first responses. And remember that you can pause this podcast for more time to journal down your answers or to think about them. Do you feel worthy of wealth? How do you feel when you think of what it would be like to be wealthy? What would you do with this wealth? How would your life change if you had wealth? What changes would you have to make? And what scares you to think about these changes? Does it trigger you to think of the permission you would finally have to follow your passions? Does it trigger you to think about how you would have to fully step into your true, real and authentic self? Does it trigger you to think of having to step into your light? Does it trigger fear in you to think of the different beliefs and mindsets that you would have to adopt as a result of having wealth? Does it trigger you to think of the actions that you would have to take if you were wealthy? Does it trigger you to think of how much your life would change? Where would you live? What would you do with your time? And what people would you have around you? How does it make you feel when you think about how you would have to change, even though you don't know what it would look like or be like for you and your loved ones? So your answers that you noted down literally give you the key or guide you as to what may be blocking abundance from coming to you. Now, I first off want to start by highlighting the term wealth. When I asked you, how do you feel when you think of what it would be like to be wealthy? What feelings came up for you when I used the word wealthy? Was there any slight resistance to thinking of millions of dollars or living in a mansion anywhere you wanted? You see, first we need to individualize the term wealth and wealthy and what that means to you or what it might look like for you. As for some, it may be to be a billionaire. For some, it may be to just be a millionaire or just have $1 million. (laughs) To some, it may be to have a farm with a bunch of animals or a thriving business that contributes to society. Or to some, it may simply just mean to own a house that has a backyard. It's important to have a paradigm shift around the term wealth or the idea of wealth. We want to reframe the term so that it doesn't seem so big and dramatic or so incredibly unattainable or unachievable. We don't want to see that gap as being so large and unachievable as that mindset hinders the core fundamental belief that we can achieve wealth 
whatever that term means to you. So we almost want to think of being wealthy or wealth as simply just being financially comfortable, whatever that level of comfort is to you, or even just simply having financial freedom. So it's going to be different for everyone. And that's why it's important to take the time to think about what your level of financial comfort and freedom means to you. So that's how we personalize the term wealth. Now, that statement that I just made can be triggering for some. As not all individuals have the same access to money or opportunities as others. And it can be extremely triggering coming from a white female that was raised in the Australian middle class society. You know, traumas and all, I still have had an extremely privileged life with many opportunities that others around the world have not had access to. You know, I've had clean drinking water, a roof over my head. I've had access to food. I've had access to really good education. And these are just some of the fundamentals that many haven't had. So I want to acknowledge this truth as, yes, there are minority groups out there that come from completely different backgrounds, completely different geographical locations that have been marginalized and oppressed, that do not have the same opportunity as others. It is not even, and it's not fair in this world for all. Many people do not have the same opportunities as others, so we all need to take a moment to acknowledge that and have some respect for those who have had to overcome these extra challenges. But what is even and what is true for everyone, every single human being in this world, is that we all possess the ability to have power over our mindsets over our belief systems, over what energetic frequency we embody and where it is we direct that energy, where it is that we direct our attention and focus. And it is this truth that can empower anyone, no matter where you are, no matter what you've come from, no matter if you've been oppressed, no matter how limited you've been, and you can create great change in your life. Now, the other important thing to know about money and wealth is that there is not a finite amount of it. You are never taking it from anyone or depriving anyone or any business from having money. You know, we need to get out of that competition mindset or that guilt mindset, right? Because the competition mindset is rooted in lack. It's telling us that there's not enough or there's a finite amount of money to be made or abundance to be brought in. Therefore, I need to compete for that money and get it instead of the other person. And when we're feeling guilty for receiving money or having abundance come to us, that's rooted in shame. That's rooted in fear. So even when you're selling something, a service, a course, or a product, you're simply just exchanging energy. You're exchanging knowledge, time, expertise, a creation, a product for another form of energy, money. You being in the energetic frequency of abundance, with that energetic frequency being your baseline, it's a really helpful and powerful thing for the entire world. You can choose to use money to do good, create good, be the change that you want to see in the world. It's a powerful tool for creating change for the better, and you can use it to invest in sustainable companies, 
buy from sustainable or renewable businesses or locally made businesses, buy their products. You can start a business or a service with the money that helps to serve humanity for the better in some way. You could use your wealth to create a community garden or run workshops on promoting more sustainable living, for example. Not only that, the more of us that embody the baseline frequency of abundance, the more that we then contribute to the collective energies. And so therefore, we will create global manifestations or collective manifestations that reflect abundance and not lack. Now, one thing that's really important for me to note about the universe's tendency to seek balance through an even exchange of giving and receiving is that some people can get a little confused and side with more giving than receiving or side with receiving more than giving. Remember that we never want to go to any extremes. We don't want to side with one polarity or the other, either ends of the spectrum, because that's always driven by fear. We want to integrate, right? That's the nature of the universe, wholeness, integration. So we don't want to spend, spend, spend and give all of our money away or spend it all out of fear of not having enough or being enough or out of guilt or shame or fear of any kind. And we also don't want to go to the other end of the spectrum of squirreling away or hoarding away our money or hiding or excessively saving our money out of fear. So we want to find a balance somewhere in the middle. We want to integrate this energy and to follow this exchange, this flow, without any guilt, fear or shame embodying an even flow of giving and taking, of saving money and spending money. All of this needs to be done with a conscious awareness of whether or not any of these actions are motivated by fear. We have to remember that money is just like energy. It comes and goes. It flows in and out. It represents an exchange of energy. It is meant to be shared and it's always transforming. I always like to think of money as a physical representation or a manifestation of source energy. It's just energy. And it's both polarities depending on how we choose to perceive it or direct it. You know, it can be used to create. It can be used to create either good things or bad things. Some may perceive it as being bad or being involved in bad things or destroys people and destroys lives and is used for control or greed. You know, some people really do consider money or wealth as the root of all evil. But then again, some people perceive it as good. It can be used for good, contribute to good. It can help to serve others and create incredible things. You see, money is just the ship. And it's the people behind the money, so their mindset, that steers this ship. So with that perspective, it's important to understand that it is not money itself that is either bad or good. It's just a neutral tool, a neutral form of energy. And it's up to the person or the consciousness of that person that uses it to direct the money and to use it for either bad or good. 
So this is why we need to start fresh with new perceptions of this tool, of this energy that is money. Money is simply just neutral and it is up to you and your beliefs and intentions that directs how much comes in, where it goes, what it does and what it becomes, whether it's used for bad or good. And that all starts with you and your belief systems around money, self-worth and value. So after personalizing the term wealth, getting comfortable with that term and understanding the very nature of money and energy, in order for you to progress financially, you do need to be aware of the blocks or fears that you have around money, wealth and financial freedom. That is exactly why I started this episode asking you those questions. As if you were honest with yourself in your answers, then congrats as you have uncovered some of your fears and limiting beliefs that are blocking you from gaining more financial freedom or a leveled up form of abundance or financial comfort. Now, as I mentioned earlier, identifying your fears and limiting beliefs is just one aspect of doing this work. But in order to be an energetic match for financial freedom and financial comfort, you must also redirect your focus on the abundance and the support that already exists in your reality. So that's how we neutralize and integrate the polarities. We see what we don't have and we see the limiting beliefs that have created this lack. And then we look to what we want more of, the abundance, what we want to receive and come in. And how you integrate them is to acknowledge them both and then see forms of whatever it is that you want more of, more abundance, as already existing in your reality. But this is just one layer or one level You see, you must also have the foundation or baseline belief that you are worthy of money or wealth. You must embody that frequency, be that frequency of that belief. And how you be it is how you interact with this belief in your everyday life, in all the small ways and in all the large ways. So how you consistently think, how you consciously and consistently act, how you consistently feel, what you do, what you say, how you give, and also how you receive. And as you all know, if we don't really anchor in this baseline belief, then the money and the wealth and the abundance that comes in, well, it won't be sustained. It won't last. It won't be sustained because... Over time, and it can take various amounts of time, it could take a week, it could take months, it could take years for the underlying energies of lack to ultimately manifest. And when we create or manifest from fear, it takes a lot longer to ultimately resolve or manifest in this end result because the universe wants to give you ample opportunities, ample time for you to visit these fears, for you to acknowledge these limiting beliefs of lack. I mean, think of people who have won the lottery and then who go on to lose it all just a few years later. This is an example of why it is you need to work on that baseline belief of accepting the beliefs, thoughts, and actions of value, of worthiness, of abundance. So why not use this time this week, this month or this year to identify where you are putting your focus? Do you tend to focus on and feed your attention on more lack and more limitation or limited abundance beliefs? 
Or do you tend to focus on how abundant you are, how supported you are, how easy things come to you? Do you tend to always worry about money or do you tend to worry whether or not it'll come in, whether or not you're getting paid enough? Do you constantly worry about not knowing how you're going to pay your bills or get angry about how expensive everything is and how expensive fuel is all of the time? Do you consistently worry that you don't ever have enough time or are you running out of time? Do you worry about running out of things like food? Do you constantly worry about missing out or having FOMO? These are just some examples of the questions that you can ask yourself. They're examples of the thoughts that are fed by the limiting belief of lack. And remember, please, like, I just want to reiterate this. It's totally okay to have these thoughts. It's okay to have these thoughts from time to time. It's normal to have these thoughts every now and again. So don't beat yourself up for having thoughts like this. We just want to become aware of if we are consistently having these lack-fueled thoughts, feelings, and actions. If we are constantly taking actions from them, if we're constantly talking about them or constantly worrying about them in all areas of our lives. Because remember, the universe always says yes. It responds to where the majority of our focus is. So we know that identifying our limiting beliefs and feeling out the feelings fully and becoming conscious of our worrying thoughts is how we deactivate the amount of power that it holds. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. But remember, at the same time, you want to start practicing and choosing to redirect your focus. So introduce the thought, what if I'm going to be okay? What if I actually can pay the bills next month? What if I am actually abundant? Then choose to see examples of this abundance, of this support, of you being okay as existing in your reality, your life here and now. And you know, that's been a really powerful gift of conscious evolution that I've learned in running a business and especially a business that's fueled by my passion or my heart. It can at times be hard to separate me, myself, you know, the creator from the products and my business as all of my creations are me in a way. You know, they're a piece of me. They're a piece of my heart. They're my love. They're my joy. I have so much fun making everything and creating everything. And They're made by my hands, you know, and it's also especially hard when you rely on the income created from your passion, as there's so much riding on being financially abundant from a passion based business like, you know, feeding yourself or housing yourself or clothing yourself. So when I get someone rejecting my designs, you know, they don't like the color or the cut or maybe the price. It's a really great self-worth strengthening opportunity for me. 
to remember that they're not rejecting me. They're not rejecting my value. They just don't like the design. Or they're just having tough times with money. Or perhaps they just have their own struggles in money and worth issues, some limiting beliefs around lack. You know, in my business and in this podcast, I won't always resonate with everyone. My designs won't always resonate with everyone. But that's not a reflection of me. I don't have to respond by feeling and thinking that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough. So there's always a choice. And it's funny because ever since starting this podcast, it's been really interesting to note how many people, friends or family, ask me if I've monetized the podcast, you know, if I'm making money from it or what I'm doing with it. How am I going to make money from it? And I'm always so curious to note just how often people automatically ask that question when I talk about the podcast as opposed to other things. It's kind of like an automatic assumption that when you do anything or create anything, start anything new, that it has to make money or that it has to be involved in making money in a certain time frame, like right away or after a year or something. You know, it's not all too often that I get friends or family ask questions like, you know, how have you found the response of your listeners? Are they finding it helpful? Are you getting feedback? Have you had people resonate with your message? It's usually just been like, well, what are you doing with it? You know, it's the common assumption or mindset of society to question if there's a point or a purpose to something, if it's not making money, you know, that its value is tied to how much money it makes. Or that we must define something's success based off of its making money or how much money it's making. But the answer is no, <laughs> I don't make money from the podcast. <laughs> In fact, it costs me money <laughs> and a lot of energy and knowledge and time and intention and expertise to create an episode each week and to create content on social media. And sure, maybe at one point I will monetize it in some way, but for now, I haven't wanted to. I've simply just been enjoying this time and using this time to explore. You know, I'm, I'm still in my exploratory stage and I'm figuring out what I want to say and how to say it or how I want to convey the information that's true or authentic to me and the way I see things. It's been a new hobby or an adventure of mine that I've really been enjoying playing around with and having fun with. Just following the flow of how it's unfolding, following the flow of what's been coming to me and taking action or inaction on it. And as I'm not forcing or controlling a whole lot with this podcast, you know, I'm not trying to force making money from it or making money by a particular way or a particular time or forcing trying to steer it in any direction as to how society tells me I have to do things, then it's been really cool to see how the flow of all of this energy output has been returning to me. It's been interesting to see how this energy has been manifesting and come back or mirrored to me. And do you know what's really cool? As I was typing up the show notes for this episode, I had someone donate to this podcast through my Buy Me A Coffee link. So much gratitude and shout out to you, Tintress. So right there is an instant manifestation, an instant example that shows me and reflects to me my energetic frequency. 
as I give out, the energy comes back into me in various forms of abundance, sometimes money through donations to the podcast, but in lots of other ways too. I've been really enjoying the creative ways in how the universe has been sending this energy of abundance to me through messages of support and clarity to messages of gratitude about the information that I've shared, how I've shared it, and how it's helped them to evolve and become a conscious creator. So my output, what I give out, is always matched by input. What I give out comes back to me, and I know and believe this wholly and fully. And if and when I do monetize the podcast in some way, well, I'm sure the universe will make it abundantly clear for me, and I'll take action on it. So you can see how we just need to adopt a different mindset as to how the energy exchange manifests, how success and abundance can be different and not necessarily just in forms of money, which is, you know, the usual exchange that we're all used to using to define success or abundance or even purpose. And I know that, you know, at times when it's tough financially, that it can be hard to remain in this frequency of feeling abundant, right? But when you do this work, you really anchor it in and embody it and adopt more of an abundant mindset. It tends to, it rarely does it waver or shift. Like, for example, even when I was first setting up this podcast, I had to buy all of the equipment, a brand new laptop. I had to buy a new website. I had to pay for my podcast hosting platform each month. And I had to do all of this (laughs) after I had just lost about $80,000 of revenue that year in 2020 due to COVID lockdowns. But because in the past I had addressed my lack limiting beliefs, Because I had shifted my energetic frequency into an abundance mindset, this really helped me during these unprecedented, unexpected times of losing tens of thousands of dollars unexpectedly. So, you know, needless to say, the last couple of years, I've really been asked to level up in many ways. I was asked to own and embody my authentic self to step into my higher version of myself that has important information to share, that has a voice that can help others, that can help connect the dots for others in their consciousness journey. And that's what this podcast has helped me to achieve. In starting this podcast, I've been able to transmute those limiting beliefs and those fears. And I didn't let something as silly and simple like money stop me or hold me back from creating this. I didn't let it stop me from facing my fears. Because of my baseline energetic frequency that is fueled by my abundance mindset, I knew that initially I would fork out money for this podcast. But I also knew that the abundance would also return to me as well. And of course, you guys know the story. I had the incredibly generous donation of $1,000 from one of my listeners. I ended up manifesting a laptop with all the specs that I needed brand new for half the price. And then, of course, all of the other forms of abundance that have come since then. So yeah, When you do this work 
and you learn how to deactivate the power in your lack beliefs and when you choose to refocus into more abundant beliefs. This will change your energetic frequency and create a new baseline for yourself so that whenever there's an event or situation that triggers you and makes you question your abundance mindset, you know, that really challenges you to level up in your lessons around abundance and receiving, then it's not so bad. Honestly, like the universe will ask you to step up or level up your belief systems. It'll ask you to grow and evolve off of what you already know. So in this podcast and in my business, because I have that baseline belief system around abundance and because I provide so much value, which is based off of my own sense of self-value and self-worth, then that even exchange of value will always return to me. It will always mirror back and come back to me. We just don't control the whens or the hows. So we need to first develop a different mindset around self-worth and self-esteem. At the core of low self-esteem and low self-worth is the feeling that we're not valued. So when we feel like we're not valued, We therefore feel and think that we are not contributing to life in a beneficial way, which causes us to think and feel that we're not important or useful, so therefore we are not of value. So because this is how most of humanity tends to define value and self-worth, many of us are then embodying the energetic frequency baseline of not being of value. So if we don't feel like we're of value, if we don't feel like we're worthy, then how will we attract more leveled up manifestations of value, worth and wealth? How can any of that come to us if we're not an energetic match for it? Or how can it be that all of this wealth and all of this worth and all this abundance, how can it be sustained if we are not embodying the energetic frequency that is needed in order to sustain it. So in order to create that energetic baseline of abundance, that more leveled up version of it, then we need to first start by looking at how we define self-worth and value. You see, true and authentic self-worth and value that is sustainable is based upon whether or not our true and authentic needs are being met. At all times, our level of self-worth and self-value is determined by the degree in which we are allowing our needs to be met. So if you're someone that has low self-esteem or low self-worth, if you had a partner that constantly abuses you and you stayed with that person and put up with the abuse, then this would reflect your own sense of low self-worth. You may hold the belief that you couldn't find someone better because you're not good enough or that you deserved it in some way, hence why you stay. So your level of low self-worth contributes to you not allowing your needs of safety, stability, love and authenticity to be met. The same sentiment goes for if you worked a job in where you weren't paid enough or the pay just didn't match the amount of effort or energy that you put out, and then you stay in this job. 
or if you're constantly manifesting situations where you cannot make ends meet or you don't ever have enough money, if this is constantly happening for you, then this these manifestations are connected to the energies that are present in the limiting beliefs that are rooted in lack that you embody, that you feed your focus into. And these are tied to low levels of value in yourself. You not valuing having your needs getting met. So if you're constantly manifesting situations and scenarios of lack, where you're not getting what you need, that's in a higher sense of self-worth, then the universe is trying to show you that you need to level up your sense of self-worth, that you need to look at your limiting beliefs about yourself that you hold and carry and feed your focus into that tell you that you're not enough, that tell you that you uh, will never have or that you can't have things or that you're not capable. Whatever the limiting belief or the fear is that's rooted in lack or not being enough, is what's contributing to these manifestations. It's what's contributing to these scenarios that show you you don't have enough or you don't have enough money or enough time or that just constantly reflect or mirror back to you that there's not enough, right? This is where boundaries come in. And this is what boundaries are. Identifying what feels good or right to you and your higher sense of self-worth and identifying whether or not your needs are getting met. And now we all value things in a different way. And it's based off of us having different needs, different upbringings, different parents and caregivers. We've learned different things from society and what we're told to value. You know, we all have different needs and we have different desires and value different things that have been influenced by our pasts, that are influenced by our different cultures and geographical locations. But I want to highlight a couple of examples for you so that you can really understand and anchor in this um, information. So for example, you may be born into a family where your parents or your caregivers are teachers or um, academics. And they may have been raised by parents that had beliefs that were rooted in lack, right? This is quite prevalent in today's age because you think of our parents, their parents came from the war times, their parents came from depression times. So there's always that energy of lack that's kind of prevalent in today's society still from that. So as a result, an emphasis may have been put on having stability and security, You may have been taught that in order to get your needs of stability and security met, then you should follow what they had learned to do and do something similar. So, you know, go to university, get a safe and stable, reliable job, and then you would then be safe, stable and secure financially and have all of your needs met. But what if you weren't really into academics? Perhaps you didn't really find joy in working a nine to five job as a clerk for the government or as a teacher. Instead, what if you perhaps were super creative? You thought differently and felt differently than your friends and family and society. You loved to draw cartoons. You know, it brought you joy and sparked a passion. Or perhaps you loved being outdoors and being active and was super into fishing. You would have much preferred to have a job as a cartoonist or to start a fishing tours business, for example. So for many people, instead of listening to what's true and unique to them and following their joy, they instead followed the systems and structures of what they learned from their family or their friends or society. 
following the old systems and the old structures that worked for them. So what's happening there is you can see that their true needs are in fact not being met. They're not honoring what they truly value deep down inside. So therefore, there's actually a compromised sense of self-worth and self-value. They're not valuing their own unique interests, passions, talents, and joys. They're not valuing their own sense of what it is that they need. They may adopt getting their needs of stability and security met through other ways that does not feel true or authentic or right to them, but they're rejecting their own true self's needs. They're not honoring what their true authentic self actually needs that is equally as important. So instead, that side to them may be rejected or repressed, which can further contribute to having a low or lowered sense of self-worth and self-value. So if you have low self-worth, have a look at where you may be holding yourself back. Ask yourself if your needs are being met in your relationship or lack of relationships, in your job or career, in your pay, in your friendships. If there is a lack that's present, if your needs are not being met, that is because some part of you is allowing this. Your pain, your fears, your limiting beliefs is allowing this lack. Some part of you is not valuing your own boundaries and your own sense of true self-worth. So if you truly want better and want to attract more abundance or more value where more of your needs are being met then you will have to identify these limiting beliefs. You will have to look to where they were first formed. You'll have to feel the feelings associated with these beliefs out fully. And you'll have to choose to step into courage and acknowledge and own it all. Then slowly redirect your focus, your thoughts, feelings and actions into a more highly evolved belief system that reflects a greater sense of self-worth and self-value. Doing this will change your energetic baseline frequency of abundance. As you raise your own self-worth and self-value, your energetic frequency will change so that your reality will bring in more value, more wealth, more worth, and more abundance because your energetic baseline has risen. There's less striving or forcing or pushing to create more abundance. The abundance comes naturally to you. And I'm telling you, you guys, it really helps in random, unprecedented events that really shake up your financial world. Like it did mine in 2020 and 2021. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As I mentioned, I will be sharing more episodes this year that really target the energies around abundance and lack, around self-worth and worth and wealth, and all things money mindset related. As always, please make sure to share this episode with anyone that you feel called to share it with at this time. And head on down to the links in the show notes where you can find my website. You can sign up for my email newsletter each week. And you can also join my Instagram. My handle is at myeverydayalchemy. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.
Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you liked today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials. Share this podcast with friends and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. (laughs) This one is for all you Australians out there. You should never carry two 50 cent coins in your pocket. Two halves always make a hole, and if that happens, you could lose your money.